Welcome back to another edition of the podcast. I'm your host, Michael Pagani, joined alongside fifth-round draft pick of the Minnesota Wild in the 2017 NHL draft, uh, Jacob Golden. Jacob, welcome to the podcast. Thank you again for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. You know, a lot of people uh, during this quarantine have turned towards Netflix and, you know, the golf courses are starting to reopen. What have you been doing during quarantine? Yeah, I mean, uh, I've been trying to work out as much as I can. Got a decent gym at home, you know, trying to stay in shape. But uh, also been hitting the links a bit. I'd say four or five times a week. Get some good battles with my brother going. And, uh, yeah, so it's been okay. Been doing all right. How about you? Uh, you know, just uh, working on this podcast, really. You know, I, July has been a very busy month. June, July, you know, because with the summer, uh, a lot has opened up for me with school ending. So I decided to take on the toughest challenge, which is doing two interviews a day. I just did another one, uh, I think, about an hour earlier with uh, Jake Boltman. Uh, Jake Boltman is the 113th ranked prospect for this year's 2020 NHL entry draft. It was a great interview. The guy's a great kid. Um, you know, so other than that, uh, you know, just kind of been chilling, uh, trying to find uh, some other stuff to do, you know, because uh, with things kind of closed down, we had to – we were basically at, stuck at home and, you know, trying to find things to do. Yeah, I mean, uh, you got to kind of entertain yourself any way you can. You know, you try to get off the couch and uh, you know, stay active or pursue things you love, like you're doing with your podcast, you know, all health things to do. So uh looks like you're doing well, and uh, it's good to see. Thank you. Uh, you know, uh, with quarantine, uh, a lot of sports have stopped, but recently uh, sports have resumed. Uh, have you watched any sports that have resumed? Uh, yeah, I mean, I watched, uh, Bryson Darchambeau, you know, when that, uh, when that tournament the other week and, uh, uh, just seeing him, what he can do and all the work, um, the work guys like that put in and the transformation he's had in his vaudeville last year, just, it's pretty unbelievable. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to the NHL coming back, parking my butt on the couch for uh, six hours a day, watching games is going to be the worst thing ever too. So excited. Getting into your story a bit here, who influenced you to start hockey? Um, well, I, I say, you know, just being a Canadian kid from Toronto. A lot of a lot of parents would put their kids, you know, in skating lessons and then hockey. And uh, actually, the first time I went on the ice, I absolutely hated it. And, uh, you know, wanted to never touch skates or the ice again. But, uh, you know, my parents pushed me to go, uh, go to the rink a few more times. And then, uh, you know, you fall in love with it. It's a pretty special feeling, you know, skating. There's not much like it. And uh, I've been lucky because – made some really good relationships and, you know, been able to pursue a lot of cool things with hockey and, uh, yeah. Growing up, was there a certain role model that you wanted to model your game after? Um, I'd say the first defenseman I started watching, you know, being a defense was probably, uh, probably Morgan Riley. Like, you know, you get a little older, um, you start picking up a little more things when you're watching, watching games and stuff, uh, picking up on guys' tendencies and, when he was drafted to the Leafs, I was a big Leafs fan growing up, so watching him play, trying to, you know, copy some of the things he did on the ice. And, uh, yeah, I'd say he's the first guy that I, you know, really took to and uh, really try to focus and play like. Would you be able to speak upon your road to where you are today, like some of the challenges you've had, successes you – or some of the challenges you've faced, uh, successes you've had? Yeah, I mean uh, – you know, growing up through minor hockey, it's uh, you never really look at, um, you know, too far down the road. You just try to take it 
uh, you know, just think about the next day, what comes next. And, uh, you know, gr growing up, uh, my, my goal was always playing the NCAA and I committed there when I was in grade 10, um, mid to an NCAA school. And then, uh, you know, got drafted by London and after talking with them for a bit, um, you know, decided I wanted to pursue my goal and, you know, the OHL was a really good place to do that. So, you know, went there for a bit and, um, you know, was drafted to Minnesota, which, uh, was a pretty big honor and cool experience going to camp with them and stuff. And, uh, then moved to Erie for my last uh, year in a bed in the OHL and also, you know, great town, uh, you know, great team, great uh, franchise. They've had a lot of success over the last few years and um, a couple down years, the last couple, but, uh, you know, they're building towards being back to the championship, like being a championship contender. And um, it was cool to be a part of that. And, you know, now heading to McGill to play youth sports in the, uh, in the fall. So it's, uh, you know, you look back, it seems like, you know, it went by pretty fast and, um, but all good memories uh, can't, can't say a bad thing about the OHL really like it gives you a great place to uh, you know, pursue your goals gives you a pro schedule and um, yeah just good experience and no regrets really you played a minor hockey in the GTHL that's one of the major minor hockey leagues did you feel the pressure from any of the eyes that were looking on you yeah, I mean, uh, I guess in minor major, that's when scouts really start coming out and watching you play. And, you know, there were so many good players now that, you know, I remember playing against that are, you know, in the NHL or AHL right now um, from the GTHL. And it's really, I don't think there's a league out there like that for minor hockey just because, you know, how, how concentrated all the talent is in. And, you know, those 12 teams or whatever it is. But uh, real opportunity to play there and hone your skills against, uh, you know, the best talent you're going to face as a minor hockey player. So, and also, like, really good really good buddies I made from minor hockey. Some of my best friends still today um, have been made through that league and coming up there. So um, it's another great experience there. What are some of your fondest memories growing up as a hockey player? Um, I don't know. There's so many, but uh, I think one of, one of the years I look back on fondly uh, was my time at Upper Canada College and playing prep hockey there. Uh, I don't know if you know what that is but it's like a prep school kind of like they have in the States and they play in this league called the CISAA and, you know, going to class and playing hockey with your buddies every day around them all the time. It's, uh, it was a pretty special experience. And say we had a, we had a couple tournament wins and, uh, and, you know, a couple uh, good times with the boys. So that was definitely one of uh, a year I look back on fondly and one of my favorite memories. Growing up in Toronto, like you mentioned, you uh, studied Morgan Riley as a role model. Uh, did you cheer for the Leafs? You mentioned that, right? Yeah, big Leafs fan growing up. My dad's actually from Montreal, so uh, he was always a Canadiens fan. But uh, I see you got the hat on now, so yeah, probably like you. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I've always been a always been a big Leafs fan, and uh, you know, coming from Toronto, it's hard not to be. Um, but yeah, I always enjoyed watching them play and seeing where that team's going right now with all the young talent and. Uh, It'll be good to see them bring a, a real playoff push to the city this uh, in this you know little format here that they got going on. But uh, I'm sure they'll be uh, they'll continue to build on this success in the future and have some promising years down the road. Hope and heartbreak, Jacob. Hope and heartbreak. That's all I got to say. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you yeah, know they're no, going they're going up against Columbus. Uh, you know in this year's 2014 playoff. Uh, how, how does that excite you? You know. Um. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. I actually got a buddy I played with in London, Liam Foodie. So I'm, he's with Columbus right now. So I'm hoping he gets in a 
couple games be able to watch him against the Leafs. But uh, no, it should be a good series, and um, you know, hopefully the Leafs can pull it out. You know, the Leafs haven't had the greatest success in the playoffs recently. All against, well, two against Boston and one against Washington. Uh, like I mentioned, Hope and Heartbreak as a Leaf fan, how disappointing is it knowing that the Leafs are in the playoffs and now, you know, they're in a the best of five, but it seems like they're going to, they might lose, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I guess there's always a chance that the team might lose, but, you know, just try to enjoy it. And uh, hopefully everyone was, uh, you know, working on staying in shape over quarantine and they're ready, you know, just hit the ground running. And, uh, you know, anytime the Leafs play hockey, whether they win or lose, you know, I like watch them, but uh, it would be nice to see some, you know, uh, steps taken upon what they've accomplished in the past, getting past the first round stuff. So, I mean, hoping for the best, right? Fingers crossed. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, a lot of sports are starting up. Uh, you know, we got NHL on August 1st. The MLB is coming up in around 10 days. The NBA is coming at the end of July. Uh, how exciting is, you know, July going to be for you as a sports fan? Yeah, I mean, I think it's an exciting time for every sports fan, and um, I think everyone's hoping that, uh, you know, the bubble, uh, that idea runs smoothly without any hiccups and, you know, uh, you know, there doesn't have to be any stops or anything because, like, an outbreak. But um, it's an exciting time to be a sports fan, and uh, I think everyone's just antsy to, you know, sit on their couch and watch sports again with their buddies. So <laughs> it'll be a good time. You know, another point uh, with sports is the NHL are now back in the Olympics uh, for the first time since 2014. How exciting is that for you? Is that true that they uh Yes, I, I believe because uh, per the IIHF Instagram page, uh, they posted a photo of uh, welcoming back the NHL. So to me, it seems like it is confirmed that the NHL is going back to the Olympics uh, which is very exciting, uh, you know, because we have all these young talent in the NHL now, which adds to, uh, you know, the hypeness of what the next Olympics could be. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, anytime you watch an Olympics, um, you want to watch the best of the best, right? And having the mm -hmm. NHL guys there definitely accomplishes that. So I think, uh, you know, draw, draw just some more hype to the game and uh, definitely will, will be a good thing for the Olympics. You were drafted in the 15th round of the 2015 OHL draft to the London Knights. Uh, you know, being a low draft pick means that you kind of have to face adversity right from the start. How did you make sure to thrive under that adversity? Yeah, so um, I talked to a lot of teams before the draft, and I was committed to uh, to school. So that, uh, I think, had a part in me, me dropping a little. But still, at the same time, um, you know, being a lower draft pick, um, you know, you want to work hard and show everyone, you know, that, you belong there and to anyone else, you know, in, in the OHL draft that was selected or and late or not selected at all, you know, at the end of the day, it really doesn't mean anything because you have so many more years of hockey left starting from that age of 15 to, you know, 18, 20, that, that development's really big. So, I mean, you have a lot of opportunity to prove yourself and work on your game and, um, you know, hopefully just gives everyone some more motivation if you're not one of those guys that's selected uh, near the top of the draft. London is such a prestigious franchise. They have groomed guys like Patrick Kane, Matthew Kachuk, and Max Domi. What, do you, what does it mean for you to be, or what did it mean for you to be a part of that organization? Yeah, I mean, uh, it, was, it was pretty cool. I think um, my first training camp with them, you know, we, we play inter-squad games. And I think in the first period, Matthew Kachuk put the puck through my legs and went right around me out of the corner to go to the net. So, uh, you know, definitely coming out of minor major, you kind of wake up and it's like, wow, this is uh, it's a little faster, <laughs> a little more intense than, uh, you know, what's uh, what you're used to. But, um, 
you know, learning from the guys there and a lot of great people there, a lot of great players. And, you know, they obviously know how to, you know, make successful hockey players there. And um, it's a really pro environment. And, um, you know, it was a great learning experience there and, uh, you know, just developing all aspects of my game. And uh, the city of London, a lot of fans there, you know, really supportive. And it was just a, a good opportunity to play there for sure. Was that your welcome to the OHL moment when Matthew Kachuk just absolutely dangled you? Yeah, I think uh, so. That was the year before I uh, like signed with the team. So yeah. I was just uh, that was the year that they went on to win the Memorial Cup. But uh, yeah, I think it just gave me some more motivation that uh, that year. Just you know, I got a little growing to do. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah. If you were to go back in time and tell a rookie Jacob about the OHL, what would you say? Um, no, I just say like when you come into the league, obviously as a young guy, you, uh, just kind of want to be, uh, you know, soaking everything in and, and learning from the older guys. But at the same time, you know, you want to establish yourself as, uh, you know, you want to establish your game in yourself and you, you know, you want to be yourself. You want to follow others. So, uh, I'd say just, uh, you know, all, all the young guys coming into the league, you know, be yourself, um, you know, be smart, listen to the older guys, but, um, you know, if you see something uh, or feel that something's like doesn't fit for you, you know, you know, take it upon yourself to, uh, to you know, talk to some other guys and, um, you know, don't just be a follower, you know, even from a young age, you know, you can, you can still be a leader in your own way. And just, uh, I think that's probably the advice I give to young guys. Was there a veteran in specific that really helped you develop your game? Um. I mean, playing in London that first year, there were guys like uh, Ole Levy, Victor Mete, Brandon Crawley, Mitch Van de Sample, and, you know, Evan Bouchard on the back end of yeah. uh, on that team and, you know, all really good players. And, you know, just watching them and also my billet brother, who I lived with, Chris Martinet, he was – I think he's in the Dallas organization right now. And, um, you know, this real good guy, you know, all the pretty much all the vets were, you know, like real helpful to the rookies, real welcoming and uh, – I think as a rookie, that's how you want to be treated. And, you know, you return that favor to the rookies when you're a vet, uh, you know, trying to be a good guy and help them along the way in the process. Do you ever keep in contact with your former teammates? Because, you know, Bouchard's in Edmonton, Mete's in Montreal. Uh, you mentioned that, you know, your former teammates now in Dallas. Do you still con connect with them? Yeah, mostly talk to the guys uh, that were my age, the 99s, and the other guys that came in with me, the 2000s. And, and um, you know, still talk to them a lot, try to get to uh, – get to see them when, you know, they come to Toronto or we're close to each other. And, you know, a lot of them are doing some pretty cool things right now and have some opportunities to, I think some of them are joining the NHL teams uh, this, um, for this playoff run. And hopefully, you know, for them, they get in a few games, but, uh, you know, just talking to them, they're real excited about their experiences. And um, yeah, but just always, uh, it was just great to build those connections with guys like that. And um you know, see where they are now and still be able to, you know, text them, snap them and have a good chat like old times. So it's been, it's been good. During your rookie campaign, you had uh, two points in 38 games with the London Knights. How did you make sure to develop your game uh, to where it is now? Yeah. So, I mean, um, that, that first year we were so stacked on the back end, um, mm -hmm. you know, like I wouldn't play a lot. I play a couple of shifts a period and, it's, it's hard, especially as a young guy, you know, coming in. Yeah, yeah, you're used yeah. To, you're, you're used to getting, like, all – you're used to being the guy on your team, you know, playing every like, every other shift and 
playing so much. And then it's hard to, I guess, change your game to fit that role a little as a rookie because, you know, you're used to getting in the rhythm of the game, going all the time. Um, so it was hard to put up points that year. But um, I just think learning from all those older guys, like I said, really helped me in the long run and, um, you know, developed my game uh, offensively and defensively, just taking little pointers from them. and. Um, yeah, so I'd say that year was more of a, a development year and, and learning and practicing with all those good players. I mean, we had so many good forwards as well, so going up against them in practice every day was, uh, was definitely uh, something that made you better. So um, I think I just try to take those experiences um, and build on them the rest of my OHL career and, and just keep in, continuing to improve on my game. You were fortunate enough to get drafted by the Minnesota Wild in the fifth round, like I said at the top of this interview, of uh, the 2017 NHL draft. How cool was that moment for you? Yeah, I mean, uh, that was obviously a big honor getting drafted there. Um, uh, you know, I was actually sitting in my house watching the draft, watching where, uh, where some of my buddies go and stuff. And uh, I just saw my name on the TV and, you know, I had to double take. And I was the <laughs> only one home, so... I had to, you know, I called my parents. I'm like, did you hear? And like, it was, uh, it was, it was definitely an interesting draft experience. But then being able to go to uh, development camp and main camp with them and skating with all the pros there and all the great players over in Minnesota was, was definitely an experience, you know, I'll uh, remember for my, uh, for my life. And um, it's a really cool experience all in all. How much did you train for that moment? Um like the camps or yeah for the camps for you to get drafted how many hours yeah. did you put in yeah yeah I mean I was always fortunate um that you know my parents would make a lot of sacrifices to uh to help me get you know the training I needed on and off the ice so um you know that definitely contributed to thousands of hours I put it on the rink to uh to get to that point and then um you know you you work out hard for the camps and um Something you see there, though, at that level is, you know, no matter how good a shape you're in, you know, when you're doing those VO2 max tests or you know, those bike tests, you know, there's always someone or some guys that are in better shape or in just as good shape as you. And the talent at that level, it's all it's all really high. So um, it was definitely a great experience to, uh, um, you know, like compare myself to some of the guys and you know, see what you have to get better at and develop. And it was just a really good learning experience to see what you need to do to uh, try to make the next level. When did the moment all sink in? Was it at the main camp or was it during the combine? Um, yeah, so, I mean, there's development camp in July. And then um, I think it, it it's real cool putting on, you know, even the practice jersey for the first time and skating at that rink, um, you know, the XL Energy Center. So that was a real cool experience. and. You know, you you want to put on, like, an NHL jersey as a kid. Even even a practice jersey is pretty cool. And then at the rookie tournament, wearing the real jersey was pretty cool. And then um, in one of the main camps uh, in another inter-squad game, got a backdoor feed to tap in from uh, from Koivu. So that was, uh, that was, uh, was pretty cool. And Koivu is one of the longtime uh, Minnesota Wild players, which is definitely uh, very honorable for you. Yeah, I mean <laughs> – it was just, it was honestly near the end of a game and I just went back door. He made an unreal pass, like through two guys, saucer pass, and I just had to tap in, but that was a real cool moment for me. And, uh, it, it that was, uh, that was definitely a moment I'll remember for the rest of my life. 
was his skill at all oh my like like mind-blowing for you because obviously making um, a backdoor tap in through a saucer pass through two defenders is obviously skillful yeah you know what i'd say is uh all the good players like top-notch players on that team at the time you know parise zucker um koivu uh just the things they can do in small areas and the little plays they make just so much uh faster and it they're just so smart that you know you got to be on on top of your game, playing the angles perfectly. And um, they just think the game at another level, which I think is uh, why they've had such a great um, long career and how they keep uh, continuing to build on their success. You ended up with uh, London uh, again uh, in the OHL. You didn't get your first goal until your second year with the Knights. Uh, take me through that story. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you always want to get that first goal. And I think I had a a bunch of opportunities where I miss a tap in or just wouldn't capitalize on something. But uh, it was in Barry or no, it was in London playing against Barry. Um, Sergey Popov, who had a really good year, he's playing with Owen Sound now. Just uh, was four on four. Someone want to face top to him, and I was the left defenseman. It was on the right circle, so I drove back door, and he just kind of hit me with a pass, which uh, was able to tap in. So it was a really cool moment for me and. Uh, I was happy to score a few more over my the rest of my OHL career. <laughs> do you still have that puck with you today? Yeah, so uh, I think most teams do it in London. You know, they give you a plaque that says for OHL goal against, you know, Barry with the uh, with the puck on it. So it's in my room. You know, you it's always uh, nice to cherish those good memories, you know? Yeah, I mean, scoring at the Budweiser Gardens in front of, you know, 8,000, 9,000 fans, definitely a pretty cool experience that you dream of as a kid. So, um, you know, i always remember that goal. You did make the playoffs, but you unfortunately got swept. Uh, does, the, does the loss hurt more because you got swept? Um, I mean, it would have been nice. I, I think two of those games went to overtime in that series, and the other two were real close. So um, they were a little more experienced and older than us, and we just – you know, they just seemed to get the bounce, and we never really got the bounce we needed. But um, it was disappointing for the guys and, the, you know, the team as well because obviously the team is really used to success. But, uh, um, you know, they've been doing well and been able to build on those years. And, you know, London, they, they're always good. So they always uh, have success, and they did really well this year. And, you know, too bad for them. You know, the playoffs, like the season got cut. So um, I'm sure they would have had a good run this year as well. But, uh, I mean, like, even though we lost and it was a sweep, um, still good memories of the boys playing. That was my first playoffs uh, I actually got in um, because the year before that I didn't play. I was scratched. Yeah. And um, the atmosphere was really cool. Um, definitely more intense than the, the regular season. And it was just cool to be a part of, even though, you know, we would have liked to do a little better. Because, you know, you, you guys did go up against uh, Owen Sound, I believe, uh, during that playoff run. And, you know, looking at the box score, you mentioned two overtimes and the rest were actually uh, all one-goal games. Yeah. So would you say that the story of the series was just like a couple bad bounces? Yeah, you could say that. And I, I think they were, um, you know, like I said, they were a little, they had a couple older guys. I think their team was a little older. And it just seemed like they, you know, they knew how to win a little more at that point. And, um they had a lot of good players, like, uh, you know, they had Suzuki on that team. Um, I think Sean Dursey and a bunch of other guys. And um, we were a little younger, but, uh, you know, we put up a good fight, uh, you know, even though we would like to win some games. But um, that's still a pretty cool experience. 
the next season you got traded to the Erie Otters. Uh, would you be able to take me through your last day as a London Knight? Yeah, it was, uh, I think it was the day before the trade deadline. Um, you know, I had a call from my agent and, you know, talking with the team and um, about a possible trade and, you know, went to Erie and uh, going from London, you know, you don't know what to expect because London's obviously this, you know, big city and, and um, Erie's in, in the States. So I didn't know too much about it. Um, other than that, you know, from playing there and that stuff, but um, you know, I was real fortunate, great organization in Erie, um, great culture, great locker room. And, um, you know, even though they haven't uh, had the success the last couple of years, I think there's a real good, the uh, foundation in that organization to uh, build on and I think they'll head in the right direction the next few years. Do you always circle the game on your calendar when you played the London Knights as an Erie Otter? Yeah I mean playing back in, at the Bud Gardens the first time as, uh, as an Erie Otter I think I think we won that game in overtime so that was pretty cool uh, going back there and getting a win but playing against the team and, and my buddies that I've played for so long um, it's pretty cool. You know, I think, I think they took it easy on me. Let me skate the puck a little. And, uh, I didn't, they, you know, they didn't really hit me at all. So it was, uh, it wasn't too hard of a game for me, but, but uh, it, it was nice to be back in the, uh, in the gardens playing my old teammates. Erie is another successful franchise grooming, uh, you know, NHL players like obviously Connor McDavid, Dylan Stroman, now top five pick Jamie Drysdale. How honorable is it to play for two successful franchises in London and Erie? Yeah, really cool. I mean, uh, you know, I played with a couple first-round picks in, in London, like uh, Liam Foody and Connor McMichael and uh, and uh, tons of others, you know, like tons of other, like Bouchard, Boquist, and um, then also playing with Drys this year. Um, you know, a lot like the other guys, real humble. Um, you know, you, you wouldn't be able to know how good he is from just talking to him. Um, you know, great player, great guy, and just such a smooth skater, so smart with the puck, and no, I'm sure he'll have a great NHL career in the, and in, he'll probably be in the league in the, like soon. So, um, you know, it was good to play with him and, um, you know, hope everything, you know, works out with him in the draft. And because he, I think he should go pretty high. I mean, just watching him every day, just so good, such a smooth skater. And I think in this uh, the NHL today, he's going to do really well. What, what makes Jamie Drysdale so dynamic from your opinion? Yeah, I think if you watch him play, it's uh, it just looks effortless. I mean, such such a smooth skater. Um, really deceptive when he's skating. You know, he can make guys miss just because you can't tell how fast he's going, um, you know, laterally or forward and backward. And um, it's also real smart, you know, knows when to pass, knows when to shoot, and can really break down a forecheck with, uh, you know, by skating the puck out or making a smart pass. And um, underrated defender, too. He's got a little bit of a mean streak to him. And um, – you know, I'm sure his defensive game will continue to grow in the next few years and he'll be able to be a great defender at the NHL level just because his skating and stick are so good. So, In your last year of OHL status, you put up 27 points in 48 games. What was your favorite part of your OHL career? Um, yeah, I mean, it was nice to uh, – I started the year off a little rough, um, had some injuries, wasn't putting up the points I wanted to. Um, and then I think in the second half I had like 20 points in 26 or so I had 27 – games or something and um I think it was just um uh but the, the most fun part of my career you know it's 
putting up points and scoring goals is nice, but uh, I think just some of the memories I made with the the guys, you know, through big wins, big comebacks on the ice, and um, you know, just getting getting to form those uh, bonds every day with the guys you're with. Um, I think those relationships and memories, uh, you know, on and off the ice are definitely what I'll take with me from the OHL. And uh, it was a real privilege to play with uh, the quality of teammates that I did. How shitty is it knowing that this is your, how your final season of OHL status will end? Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, it's a little tough to swallow because, um, you know, we, we qualified for the playoffs this year in Erie. Um, so I think it'd been a couple of years with, since the team had made the playoffs and, you know, all the guys were looking forward to bringing playoff hockey back to Erie and, you know, giving our fans uh, a little bit of a, a reward for sticking with the boys. But, um, you know, for myself, uh, you know, you always want to go out, uh, you know, on a high note, but um, it's definitely, it's definitely weird, you know, thinking yeah. back on your last OHL game and not, not knowing it was the last, <laughs> your last OHL game. So, um you know, I'm thankful for the time I did have, but at the same time, it would have been nice to, uh, you know, just close it out with the boys and have a have a good playoff run. Like you mentioned, Erie did clinch the playoffs this year and would have, uh, you know, funnily enough, funny enough, uh, played the London Knights. How disappointing yeah. is it for you to uh, not play against London? Yeah, I mean, um, I was texting my buddies from London, you know, snapping them and uh, for the last couple of weeks of the season and you know, we were thinking like, hey, like we're probably going to play you if we make this uh, the playoffs. And that would have been real fun, you know, to play, um, you know, a series against them and try to steal a couple games. Um, unfortunately, it didn't happen. But, um, you know, still a positive experience uh, in my last year, the OHL. And, um, you know, don't regret anything. Um, really thankful for all the uh, for all the time I've had in the league. And, uh, uh, yeah. How, like, how did you find out the season was getting canceled? Um, so I think the plan originally was to, uh, you know, take a break for a couple weeks and then come back uh, and, you know, do a little training camp like a week or something and then get back in the playoffs. But, you know, I guess the virus, you know, um, it, it was, grew larger and more widespread than anyone expected it to. So um, I think then they just sent out a notice that the the season was being canceled and, you know, it was tough to swallow. But um, like I said, real thankful for all my time in the league and uh, it's been a real privilege to play. You're committed to uh, McGill University to continue your hockey. What will you be studying there? Uh, yeah, so I'm doing uh, arts with a major in econ. I think that's uh, a bunch of my buddies who've gone to school have done. And, um, you know, looking forward to uh, – getting back to the books and I have been taking a bunch of university courses throughout my time in the OHL. So um, hopefully the transition is going to be pretty smooth, but you know, I also wanted to continue playing hockey and just cause you know, I love the game and been growing up on it. So I don't know what I do with, you know, with my free time if I wasn't playing, but um, at the same time, you know, get a degree and you know, if all goes well there, maybe get a, you know, a sniff at pro, you know, whether in Europe or um, in the minors after, um, but yeah, you know, getting that degree is important because, uh, you know, you want to be uh, like, you need to have a backup plan. You yeah, for just, sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You need a backup plan. You don't just want to throw all your eggs in one basket and um, school has always been important to me. So, you know, I, I uh, pretty prideful with that. You know, I like doing well in school and um, yeah. So just excited to get back to that as well. 
Now, I'm not sure if, uh, not to crush your dreams or anything, but, you know, university, as we look in uh, college football, we don't know if, uh, you know, that will even be continuing uh, this year because of the coronavirus pandemic. If university hockey does continue, uh, how weird will it be playing without fans? Um, well, so our, our youth sports season, um, it's been canceled till at least January. So I don't know if there's going to be a season this year. Um, I think the plan is just to practice and they'll be working out and staying in shape. Um, yeah, obviously, you know, it's, it's real great to play in front of fans to give you an energy boost. Um, even playing in front of away fans, you know, it's nice to score and then hear the arena go silent. So um, it's going to be a different experience when, uh, when the time comes, but uh no, I'm sure hopefully uh, sooner rather than later we'll be able to get people back in the stands and um, have that experience again. Uh, was there a team in specific uh, that was really hard to play against this year? Uh, a team? Oh, yeah. Um, let me see. Uh, just because there have been so many, uh, you know, different, different teams um, and experiences throughout the year. I'd say this year. Uh, the team that gave us probably Saginaw for us in Erie. Um, they had a lot of good players in Saginaw and uh, tough building to go into. Um, but yeah, I think we always put up a good fight for the most part. And um, but yeah, they, they were a good team. I'd say they were one of the probably most challenging teams to play. They were you know fast, but they were also physical, and uh, they had a real good combination of everything you need in a hockey team. What are some qualities of your game uh, that you like, um, and how do you keep uh, your qualities consistent? Some of the qualities of my game, you know, I've always tried to, you know, be a smart defender, being able to use my stick and my skating and my angle to um, to keep guys to the outside, maintain good gaps, which is something I've really worked on. You know, being not a huge guy, you know, you need to be smart to play defense and have a good stick and good feet. And then um, also with the offense, you know, knowing when to pass and to shoot and being a good uh, good a good defender that can break the puck out easy and get the transition game going. You know, I've always tried to work on that through my career and um, yeah, just build up on those parts of my game. And uh, yeah. What would you say is your go-to shootout move if you got the chance? I actually, I was kind of disappointed. I never got a, an opportunity to take a shootout in the OHL, but um, either the fake clap bomb five hole or just a little slip backhand five hole was my go-to in practice and worked out. Uh, pretty okay usually. Who was your ro who was your roomie on roadies this year? Um, in Erie, they uh they did it so they switched it up every road trip, which is uh which is cool. You know, you get to bond with some of the some of the guys you don't normally talk to that um you know as much. They're a couple years younger. You know, they're in high school most of the day, so um they try to switch it up a little and you know create that bond uh, throughout the whole team. Um. But I'd say my favorite, uh, my favorite roomie this year is probably uh, it's my billet brother who I loved with for a bit was Kurt Henry. You know, just real funny guy. You know, we got along together and we were D partners, so um, built a good relationship with him. And uh, it was cool to play with him and live with him, and uh, that was a cool experience. Last question here on the podcast with Jacob Golden. Uh, Jacob, do you have any? I know you touched on this earlier, but. Do you have any extra advice to offer for aspiring hockey players that may look up to you? Yeah, I think um, coming up as a young hockey player, uh, you know, I just think you don't want to look too far ahead and, you know, just focus on, on yourself and 
and uh, you know what you can control because you know you're not always going to get uh, the opportunities or looks you think you deserve and you know it's on you just to keep working hard and persevering because you know if you get good enough you're gonna you're gonna get a shot and um, I just think you know enjoy the enjoy the game you know it's a game it's it's supposed to be fun it's not supposed to be a job especially when you're younger and um, I just really appreciate the times you have in the dressing room with all the boys and the opportunity to play the game you love because you know it's not going to last forever and you really do want to soak up all all you can. Well, I like to thank 2017 fifth-round draft pick of the Minnesota Wild, Iriard's defenseman, London Knight defenseman, Jacob Golden, for joining me on today's podcast. Thank you again, Jacob. Thanks a lot for having me on. I appreciate it.